Hi friends, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, um, I'm doing a part two to the last episode. And honestly, it's taking me this long to do this part two because I actually recorded a part two and uploaded it um, a week after part one went out. But for whatever reason, only five minutes of the entire episode made it out. And literally, it didn't have any of the meat of the material and it was kind of discouraging because compared to every other episode i've done i felt like this was the most vulnerable and if you are a frequent listener you know that my episodes are generally pretty vulnerable so to have an episode where you know i've really really been honest with myself more than anything um just kind of poof into like non-existence it was a little bit traumatizing and I honestly just didn't want to pick up the mic after that and like I didn't even know what to say because I was like I remember to say the exact same stuff I said like a lot of that stuff like really came from the heart it was really just like you know flowing very naturally and I just didn't feel like you know I wanted to start trying to recreate it and I also like even if I wanted to I couldn't remember every single thing I said so I just didn't know how to approach it but then I feel like in the week or two i don't even know how long it's been but in the little time that has passed since that day some things have changed in, in, you know in terms of my relationship with um add so for context guys if you haven't listened to the last episode you want to go listen to that first i was talking about like how i got diagnosed with attention deficit disorder and kind of just that like origin story and like how i realized stuff was wrong or whatever um and what part two is and was is essentially just talking more about like my experience with it and you know the elements of my life that might be a little bit different um so yeah welcome to the episode i think um in terms of sorry in terms of what's changed since um you know since the last time i tried to record this i think i've kind of come to new realizations um i for a long time hadn't really unpacked the diagnosis and how I felt about it and a huge part of what was making me hesitant to really process the fact that I had got a diagnosis with this thing and it was a thing and it was you know whatever is because a huge part of that is for me it felt weird that I had another set of letters associated with me in the sense that I was previously diagnosed with PCOS and that hasn't gone away, like it's a thing, right? Um, and to an extent, many things like to make sense after that diagnosis. And it was a whole like emotional like roller coaster, like coming to terms with the fact that I had PCOS and you know there's certain things that come with that territory. Um, to now also have attention deficit disorder, I mean, on one hand, it's like, okay, yeah, other things that didn't make sense now make sense. But then it just made me feel somehow, like, I think it made me feel defective. Um, And I I just didn't know how to unpack that. Like, my priority was just, I need to feel better. I need to take care of myself. I need to do the things that I need to do for me. But beneath all that, there was this sense of, I don't know, shame or just weird weirdness, right, that came with knowing that you know, I had multiple diagnoses that were not, like, fleeting things, you know, 
that were uncurable, so to say, and were just like part of who I am or, you know, my my lived experience. And I mean, to an extent, it was comforting to understand that some things I'd struggled with in my life were my fault. But at the same time, it was just like, okay, but like, why, you know? Um, and I'm still gradually unpacking that. Like, I think, you know, just finally coming to this place of even being ready to like process that this is a thing is growth. Um, it's, it's still very emotional for me. I still, I'm still, I'm still dealing, right? I'm still dealing. I'm still coming to terms with it. Um, and I think I'm now understanding that it's not an end in the sense that, okay, like this is it. And like, cause you know, there's a lot of uncurable things that kind of like terminal or stuff like that, but this isn't that, right? This is just like, okay, now you have more information to manage your life going forward. Um, so I'm understanding that that, that is exactly what I need to be doing is like using this information to move forward and to you know just make progress and it's a wild thing you know it's like it's scary it's intimidating sorry guys you're about to hear weird noise because i need to make sure this mic is actually recording because you know that ptsd is real (laughs) but yeah like i i just i i feel like i'm i'm adjusting right um Yesterday was a really weird day for me for many reasons that I'm not fully going to get into in this episode. But I was ending the day just like feeling anxious and just not the greatest. And I was reflecting on a lot of things from my past and just how like how hard some things have been. And I keep using that word hard. And I know I'm not like going into like a whole lot of detail there, but like that's just how things felt inexplicably hard, like on a day to day basis. Like, do you know how wild that is um, to just wake up and find life hard? And for me, it took me to many, many dark places and it, it just really messed with me. And as someone who, you know, a lot of things came easy to, I didn't know how to explain that I was struggling with life. Like just existing was hard. And I felt like when I finally started to speak up about it, it was all I wanted to see, right? Um, I just wanted to get to the root of it. I wanted to just be better, right? Um, and that kind of led me down this path. And now that I'm here, I'm feeling like, you know, I'm feeling like some hope, right? In the sense that like things things will get better, things will, you know, I'll learn and this, 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 this. But I'm also feeling this like weight of responsibility and I don't know, man, guys. I don't know. I I I know I should like have more to say. I feel like because I've already kind of rambled about this and then, you know that kind of went away, like, it's now just hard, because I, I don't even know what I haven't said on the podcast already at this point, because I feel like I shared a lot already, because there was two recordings, so I don't even know, but yeah, I, I, I don't know if that made sense, everything I just said, but that's kind of where I am, and I think now it's like, I'm also trying to figure out, like, 
what things because you know how like people say like don't give excuses right like i'm feeling this sense of like am i just making excuses or like am i just um like in terms of like thinking you know understanding ADD and understanding that this is a thing and understanding that's not going away like what part of that is being proactive and what part of that is just like resigning to faith and being like yeah you know i can't do anything because this is the reality because that isn't the truth if that makes sense like i can't do things and i'm able i'm still capable of a lot of things and i haven't fundamentally changed like pre-diagnosis post-diagnosis um it's just that my relationship with myself has to like evolve you know to understand this like new dynamic and i think it's just requiring a lot of unlearning for me because there's many ways that i think over time i've learned to gaslight myself um many ways that i've learned to just blame myself for things that were outside of my control and in the episode that got deleted like what i was a lot of what i was talking about was masking and how i've learned to you know play a role right and if you listen to this podcast it's actually funny right because and i i love that this podcast existed before my diagnosis because excuse me i love that this podcast existed before my diagnosis because i literally like have spoken severally about some of the things that i'm now understanding where the those things were coming from and one of those things is like the episode around unapologetic existence and how i've always felt this need to like perform and I didn't really understand, you know, where that was coming from. And when I, after that episode, started trying to be less apologetic, I noticed, like, it wasn't something that was coming naturally, obviously, because, you know, things take time. But then now I understand that the roots of, you know, all of that was I was masking, right? And what masking is in the context of ADHD is essentially a neurodivergent person, someone who has ADHD, ADD, um, ETC, um, <laughs> when they start to try to act neurotypical to cope, right? And the and this is all going to sound very like vague and, and I promise it's not as like scientific and spooky as I might be making it seem. Like I just feel like I've done a lot of research so I might be using a lot of terms that I like aren't the most like explanatory or whatever, but just bear with me. So essentially the masking is like okay, you are almost like putting on a persona, right? So for instance, what masking could look like is, um, you know, you want to say a lot of things, but you don't want to seem like you're talking too much, or you don't want to seem like you're oversharing. Um, so you just like silence yourself, or um, like we a lot of people like have ADD, ADHD, whatever. They struggle to, um, you know, be in conversations without interjecting all the time and without speaking over people and stuff. So. Sometimes people with ADHD um, might mask by um, forcing themselves to stay quiet when they have things to say. Or, um, and those aren't the greatest examples because those just feel like normal, like social etiquette. Um, but with the only difference is that we, with um, you know ADHD, it's like a more intense version of that where it's like it's not just like a want that you're suppressing; it's like a need type of thing. Um, I'm not like a professional by any means, so if this is something that interests you, like definitely do your research. And I can probably, like, if I give you more thought, I'll probably have, like, better examples. Um, but personally, for me, I feel like where masking has come on my life is I've, like, always tried to understand what the rules of engagement of every setting is. And I've edited myself 
based on the setting that I'm in. And again, it's not as if I'm being fake, right? And that's something I wish I to understand as well because it's not like I'm a fake person. It's just that the way I present in each setting is different. And there's never been a time where I felt like, oh, I'm being my real self with this person. I'm being a different version of myself with that person or a, a fake version of myself with that person. It's not really that. It's just like presenting, you know, a certain person each time. And it's not like, sometimes it's not even like personality-wise. I feel like it's just like um, behaviorally, right? Like, so ultimately I'm the same person in each setting. But, you know, maybe I laugh at things I typically won't laugh at in a specific setting or like, or I, I laugh when I don't feel like laughing. Or I might have left one place like feeling very down and just like crying and having like anxiety and blah, blah, blah. And then I enter another room and I'm laughing and I'm making jokes and I'm, you know, being this person that people expect me to be. And then I go home and I'm quiet and I'm tired because I feel drained, right? Because all of that didn't come naturally to me, right? And it, that's a huge thing too, is that this personality of this very funny, outgoing person is something that doesn't actually always come the most naturally to me. Like, I do enjoy talking, don't get me wrong. Like, I literally have a podcast and talking is something that comes, like, you know, very naturally to me, like, in general. But there's times that I want to be quiet, right? And this is something I've actually talked about, like, in other settings where it's, like, because I'm someone who sometimes talks, like, people just expect me to talk all the time. But there's times that I don't want to talk, right? And um, it's actually more frequent than people would think. But then in my mind, because I just understand that this is, you know, socially acceptable behavior in this particular setting, then I'm more talkative. And there's times where I actually want to talk more. Um, but then it feels like socially unacceptable to be loud or to be chatty in those settings. And I remember throughout my high school experience, like maybe that was like the height of masking for me because I remember having this longing to be a quiet person. And it was weird because I wasn't like the loudest person, but I just had my moments, right? Like I just had my moments where I just wanted to talk and like be expressive because I am by like nature an expressive person. Um, but then because it was cool to be like mysterious, I wanted to be mysterious. I don't even know, man. Like I think I was always trying to like invent myself. And I remember like throughout high school, always fantasizing about the day I would wake up and be a different person. Like, and and now that I'm older, I realize how messed up that was. I just always wanted to be, to be somebody else. And always feeling there was something wrong with me. And always feeling like, you know, I just wasn't right. And I think there were many things that contributed to that. Like, beyond ADHD, we were also growing up fat in a fast-forming society. Like, and that's something that, you know, till tomorrow I'm still recovering from. Um, but I think, like, you know, just being in a, in a socially intense environment, like boarding school was challenging for me and you know really really cemented that habit of masking but then even when I think back to pre um high school like when I was in like primary school I remember like there were things in my head right in terms of how people expected me to behave like how my teachers expected me to behave how my mom expected me to behave and I would conduct myself accordingly in each setting right with my family I was a certain type of way because I was a question my family with my you know friends in school I conduct myself in a certain type of way and I, I I think like part of what's interesting about that is it's almost giving me this skill where I'm really able to read people because all my life I've always depended on the people around me to influence my behavior so now as an adult it's like interesting because like I'm a really 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 good judge of character and like it's almost like everybody I see is like a script 
that I like I'm reading or have read before and I have these buckets of people in my head and I always just thought it was a character flaw and I was a little too um I don't know like assessing of people but then again things are just started to make sense so essentially I'm just in this weird period of my life where like my whole life up to this point is replaying in my head again and again and I'm understanding oh wow like that's what was happening there oh wow this is what that meant and this is where that came from and you know this is you know that and I'm connecting all these dots and you know I can't help but to an extent feel like what even is real you know like I'm going to be honest like it just sometimes it feels very trippy because it's like okay like how much of this is like stuff that I've how much of me is stuff that I've learned right and how much of me is who I genuinely am and I know that's like a silly thing to say almost um but I'm now like you know learning to just be myself and to really start to understand me and it's funny because I've always described myself as very self-aware and I think to an extent I am and I think it's like even me going down the rabbit hole of getting my ADHD diagnosis is testament to you know me being um self-aware and me being cognizant of the fact that there was something wrong right and I don't know how much I delved into this but like a huge part of like why I knew um that something was wrong was because of how much effort I had put into many things and how nothing was working and how I recognized that some things were beyond me and like the, the nature of the struggles I was having is actually so funny because I started to notice a pattern I started to notice that like I struggled with money, I struggled with communication, I struggled with, you know, some things regarding religion, I struggled with um, interpersonal relationships, I started, struggled with work, I struggled with many things. And I noticed that there were some commonalities in the way I struggled, even though the things I was struggling with were changing. And I think that's what really, really, really set me off because, again, when people don't do certain things, a, a huge reason or where the gap comes from is usually intention. And I noticed that there were things that I intended on doing, I had an interest in doing, I wanted badly, I was capable of doing, but I was still somehow unable to do. And that really was humbling for me. And that made me feel like, you know what, like, this is not just a me thing at this point. Like, this is not just a motivate yourself. Like, this is not a, you know, get a planner. This is not a, you know, like, all those things like this is bigger than that so now that i've come to this place of realizing that i was right and i'm coming to this place of increased self-awareness i'm now just trying to like relearn my relationship with myself and be more kind to myself and you know silence some voices in my head but also still find motivation to do certain things right because there's a part of me that feels like okay if I already know that this thing doesn't come naturally to me, should I just not try at all? And now I'm trying to like tell myself that I can try, like, and that knowing what I know now is enablement to know, okay, certain approaches or certain methods of doing things may not work the best for me, but it doesn't mean that I am a failure or anything like that. It just means that I've, you know, practiced trial and error, right? So I'm really just in this space of, you know, doing all that, doing all that self-learning. And I, I I keep saying this because I feel like I need to affirm myself after several years of gaslighting myself and being gaslitting, if that's the word or a word. 
but I'm actually proud of myself. And I, like, I, I don't know how many people understand what it takes to kind of go through, um, you know, this kind of weird season of uncertainty and like push yourself towards self-improvement, not resign myself to, you know, just like the bare minimum and just like, you know, passing by, but continuously push myself. And I like, even like, it's not like there's nobody in my life that is proud of me, but like, I'm like, this is something that I'm proud of, proud of myself for than anything else, right? Like, I, I think like, I've done a number of cool things and I received a few accolades here and there, but nothing has brought me as much self-pride as the work I'm doing with myself right now. And even though it's uncomfortable and, oh my God, I'm actually emotional. I've been fighting tears this entire time. But even though it's emotional and it's like intangible and weird, I just feel like proud of myself for trying. Because for me, it's like, for me, like, even if in the end, you know, things don't work out and um, I feel ultimately I can rest assured and know that I gave it every bit of effort. I will know no matter what that I tried. And I honestly, I strongly believe that, like, I'm going to look back at my life and my story is going to be worth knowing. And I think that's why this podcast is so important to me is I want to document this journey because I feel people will look back on my story. You know, people, people will be inspired by my story and people will, will see that someone did the thing that they, they are trying to do and it will tell them that they can't do it. So I'm, I'm really proud of myself. And I think that when other things come and there's, you know, more cause for people to celebrate me and what I've been able to accomplish. At that point, for me, I will know that my success and my story and all that didn't happen at that time. I will know that it is now in this phase of my life. Like, I know I'm in that building phase. I know that I'm I'm building myself. And this is the phase for that. And I know I'm giving every single thing that I have. And I don't have a lot, you know, externally to show for all the work I'm putting in but I'm so proud of myself because I don't have to do everything I'm doing I don't like there's there's no grades there's no anything but I'm betting on myself right I'm spending a hundred and fifty dollars every other week going to therapy I am you know setting mini goals for myself I am doing all these self audits I'm doing uncomfortable things I'm I'm spending time with myself I'm I'm you know I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone and I'm just going. And even, you know, despite everything that's happened and is still happening, I'm just continuing to go. And even when it gets really hard, I'm like talking to myself, I'm picking myself up and I'm going and I'm just so proud of myself. And I, I, I strongly believe that one day it's going to pay off and, you know, again, my story will be told. But in the meantime, I'm just going to commit to me and commit to doing all these things. And I, I just I don't know if I'm delusional, if I'm completely delusional in believing in myself the way that I do, but I, I believe that there's just so much I have to give to the world. And if I don't take care of myself, if I don't put myself first, if I don't, you know, aggressively work on me and build myself to the person that is capable and, you know, equipped to take on everything that I need to take on, then I would have failed. So for me, this is my, like, 
my biggest project right this is my biggest project me i am my biggest project and you know there's going to be a lot of things i get to work on there's projects here and there and things that you know might might bring more accolades or bring more you know attention or whatever but none of that is going to be as fulfilling as this work that i'm doing in this season of my life so i'm just grateful to me for me <laughs> grateful to me for venting on myself and yeah I'm, I'm proud and i think that's like all i can ask for so you know that was a very long-winded um tangent i went on but yeah that's that's i that that is where things are at that's where i am um and i'm figuring everything out i am you know working through it and i'm figuring this content thing out too because like i said it's so important for me to share my story because i like right now it's you know still in the making or whatever but there's this coming day where like this material is going to be valuable and you know people are going to come back and listen to these episodes years from now i'm going to be like oh wow <laughs> um i just I'm delusional enough to believe that. So I'm still figuring this thing out, still figuring out how to like create content that people actually want to listen to. Um, but again, just still trying to enjoy the process and be kind to myself through it. So to all you guys that still come and listen despite the inconsistent schedule, I appreciate you so much. Um, I think you guys are the best. Um I <laughs> I don't want to promise you consistency, but what I will say is this is one thing that I I'm not going to give up on and I'm just going to keep doing in the way that comes most naturally to me. And I hope you guys just keep coming back to listen and be keep being a part of this origin story that is being written. Um and yeah, so it's wholesome, wasn't it? I don't know. I feel like we had a moment just now. Um so until next time, um keep being keep being the bad girls and boys that you are. I will I'll talk to you next time on the podcast, okay? All right. Bye.